Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our season primer for 2018 for the Sydney Swans. Uh, so first off, we'll do is look back at 2017 and how they went, and uh, then have a look at uh, what's in store for them going forward. So Sydney finished sixth with 14 wins, um, probably unders. You know, coming off a, a grand final loss, they they definitely would have been top two. It's definitely unders. It's unders, but overs if you were thinking of round seven. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is what everybody talked about them all year. Well, that's it. The the main the the obituary is already already written after the Carlton loss. Yeah. So, yeah, I think to come back and actually get to that yeah. spot is pretty resilient from Sydney because there was there was all talk of a clean out. Coach is gone. Yep. Uh, the whole lot. And yeah, but they stuck together, uh, gutted it out, put in some well, big wins. Say, you may as well go straight into the lows with Sydney because the yeah. own six was the lows. Yeah. Um, and yes, they were unlucky. In some of those games. But they but weren't premiership contenders. I mean, they lost to Port, Bulldogs, uh, Collingwood, Eagles, Giants, which were up there, you know, yeah. being the contender they were, but they got smashed by them and uh, Carlton. Exactly. Who were under and over all season. Yeah. Um, none of those teams had winning records, yeah. uh, except for GWS by the end of the year. Yeah, well, the, mm. for me, the biggest low was losing Hawthorne twice, which are the rivals they have. Yeah. And this is the, the low point for that Hawthorne era at the moment. And yeah, they got put away twice uh, at home and at uh, uh, MCG by a goal. Yeah, six points both times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on that, I think since the 2012 Grand Final, Luke Hodge never lost to Sydney. Really? So he's retired now, so Sydney can breathe breathe easy. There you go. Um, like, yeah. But yeah, with those that 0 and six, it's what they talked about a lot. And going into round seven, there was a lot of Sydney supporters that had enough of Longmire as well. Yeah. You know, and they've stood by him. They are as one-eyed as any supporter group can be yeah. when it comes to backing their own teams. Mm. When it, they start to think, you know what, maybe maybe this is wrong. Yeah. But... Well, well that, that means when they had Stuart Jew in the wings. Yes. Also, that, the, other. the hard part for Sydney fans is it's hard to point the finger at people when you don't know who they are. So they knew John Longmire's name, so like, fuck it, he's responsible. And the problem was it couldn't be Buddy because yeah. he was king goals. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I happen to agree that I think Longmire was... Vastly overrated, and yeah, I think they missed a trick on not getting Stu Jew. Yeah, they sat on him for too long. Well, it was that, Rampy that was injured for a while there too, wasn't it? Ah, oh, there's a few. Which um, put them out a bit. McVeigh and, was injured for a while, wasn't McVeigh he? McVeigh had an injury for a while. And his uh, name he, almost died. Heaney or had an issue. Was it? Um, oh, fuck, who was it? Oh. Not was Alex it? Johnson. No, it was uh, dude with red hair. He had some fucked up injury or family shit. No, I can't remember. Um, Something serious. Rowan. Rowan, yeah, Gary yeah. Rowan. Yeah. What was his problem again? I don't know if he died. I know he had no. some injuries. No, he had something really wrong with him. I can't remember. 
No, no, I know what it was. His, his missus has got twins, and one of them. Ah, oh, that's, yeah, right. yeah, that's right. He's yeah. in a bad way, but he did a really classy post about it and said, "You know, we want to talk about it." Yeah, um, yeah. That was actually fucking heart wrenching to be yeah. honest. But, yeah, exactly. Um, I, remember, I remember it not being good, but I couldn't put my finger on what it. Was. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, yeah, so they're the lows. I mean, there's probably one more low. Uh, the, the Bulldogs lost out of that first six was the one I thought they could have won but you know an unlucky decision that I think was the right decision you know with the uh, rush behind oh uh, yeah yeah for uh, sure yeah um, but the other low was Aaliyah Aaliyah yeah. who uh, mm. missed a training session early on in the year yeah um, and apparently had a few off-field issues with uh, pulling his head in yeah um, and then didn't get a look in all year yeah for the rest of it I mean even when he did play he was sort of only good as a loose man in defence which well, yeah that's Benny's position. That's, that's not a hard role to play. It's not, but you still got to do it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, in 2016, he, he did it well and missed out on a grand final. So yeah. that, that's the other thing is he missed out on a grand final because of injury. This is a year to, you know what, I'm not letting that happen again. Yeah. And he never got he never got going. Yeah, I think he played three games in the end. Did he really? What his, what his total yeah. was. I think that's one of those things, though, to get dropped for attitude, it either makes a player or it breaks them. Yeah. Uh, he can yeah. either just take the attitude of, what the fuck do you know, I'll do what I want, and we probably won't see him again. Yep. Or he can sort of realise that, you know, I'm, I, I haven't made my mark yet. See, the problem is when you have a player with that kind of attitude that gets dropped, the usual recourse is to get traded to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> What's he going to do? Yeah, North Melbourne's an option. they got millions. <laughs> Million dollars. Million dollars. <laughs> All right. So if that's the bad, the highs is obviously round seven onwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, except for the Hawthorne games. Well, the return leg against Carlton was great. They uh, got a beating up in round five, I think it was. Yeah. No, round six, sorry. And uh, gave him an absolute flogging in, in the uh, final game. Yeah, round 23. Well, that's yeah. the other high. Besides the uh, stringing together 14 wins out of the last 16 games, yeah. um, was uh, the final round. Buddy kicked 10 um, to take away the, the Coleman. Yeah. Carlton had well and truly given up. You know, yeah. they, they only went to play in Sydney because it was uh, the cheaper flights for their interseason <laughs> trips. Um, however, um, to kick 10 doesn't happen very often. Yep. And take home a Coleman. Not in the modern day. I felt like after a dismal first half of the season, they pulled out some big wins at the end when it mattered, especially yeah. when gaining ladder positions again and taking wins away from teams that were going to compete for those yeah. positions with. And they had a, a win against, of course, Richmond. Seems like, I don't know how Richmond managed to finish so high because it seems like every <laughs> podcast prime we do, there's a big win against Richmond. Yeah. Um, defeated them at MCG in round 13 uh, by nine points. Uh, Adelaide and Adelaide? Adelaide in Adelaide was the next mm-hmm. one I was getting mm-hmm. to. I mean, that was three points and also a very, very hard-fought game in round 22 when, obviously, when you when the coaches set out their structure of how they're going to play in training, they, they obviously taper off at certain points so they can come back yeah. and actually hit the track hard and they look at, yeah, especially if you're going to play finals, you look at making sure your men are in the right sort of uh, fitness level because you can't yep. maintain that absolute peak for an entire year. It just doesn't happen that way. And so this is a point where you're, you're sort of getting to that block where... You need to be at your peak, and everyone's that's meant to be your maximum performance. What you're putting in, and they managed to knock off Adelaide, who were in at home. Who, yeah. I mean, they would shown some weaknesses at home, but this not at this point of the year. And uh, so I feel like that was one of the big wins. And of course, you had the big running goal down the, yeah. down the boundary. Yeah, still his third best running goal. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once at Hawthorne, we're better. And also the round twenty winning against Geelong in Geelong. Yeah, uh, gave yep. an absolute fucking belting. It's 107 yeah. to sixty-one. Yeah, well, they've done it a few round times. Twenty. Yeah, round twenty. Wow. Um, to beat them there as well, which, actually, on a side note, GMHBA Stadium. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good in your park. Let's not let's not bullshit and talk about sponsored stadiums and whatnot. You can do that with Etihad because it's got no soul. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, people call it Docklands. They used to call it Colonial or Telstra or yeah. what the fuck ever. But Eddie Head's kind of, it'll change in a couple of years' time yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. No one cares. But Cardinia Park being the home of a team, of one team, and the you know a long period of the, just that one team playing there, to sell yeah. the ownership I, is a bit shit. I think it's still in their song. They call it Down at Cardinia Park. Yeah. I mean, everyone in the Docklands has taken that good pharmaceutical shit anyway. They don't mess around <laughs> with that street-level crap. Yeah, but anyway, they had a brilliant win against Geelong down there, and they're always hard to beat down there. So that's round 20. That means that, like, round 17, they beat GWS, who was, like, a return leg where they got pumped the first time. Round 20, they beat Geelong. Round 22, they defeat Adelaide, and that's also round 13, they beat Richmond. There's three, your top four. Came home a wet sail, and then, you know, finals week one gave Essendon an absolute shellacking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just unfortunately, they didn't Uh, play Geelong in Geelong. (laughs) Yeah. In the series. The MCG in Geelong just outclassing that day and things just didn't go right yeah um, and that's how they lost that game and they never looked in it to be honest no no just a surprise really um, alright so let's have a look at their list changes over the off season um, under their ins I've got a big duck egg no real ins no one in no big ins but on the outs uh, just announced today actually that uh, Tippett's retired um, from a football sense this is something that Sydney can well cover um, so yeah. that side doesn't work. Yeah. The only issue is it's too late for them to use his salary and his position to well, get somebody else. Can they? Because he's still got three years on his contract. Doesn't a portion of that still attribute to each year's salary cap? I think this year it does, but because he's retired, they make a like a deal or something. Because essentially he's breaking his contract. So it's like a redundancy. It's something, but I know that the rules around that have changed, and I, I don't know how it goes, but. I guarantee that they'll be having lawyers comb through the... Yeah, because it seems like that's a loophole because I could offer, you know, Nat Fife a 20-year contract and then just say, all right, mate, just retire once you hit eight years. That's essentially what happened when they got Buddy from the nine years. It's 10 million over nine years. They said, no, no, you're paying all fucking nine years of that. Um, They changed the rules to make sure that they couldn't use that loophole. It's kind of rough the AFL does that, but it's also kind of funny. Well, you look at it and you go, yeah, we can see, but, you know, it's... Yeah, it's not quite right. Whatever. Um, yeah, so Tibbet's out anyway. Uh, Jeremy Laidler retired, which I thought was a little Laidler's bit surprising. Um, Michael Talia, who I don't know if he actually played any games for Sydney. No. Uh, went up there. Uh, Nothing of note. Got himself on the outer at the Bulldogs. Yeah. Went up there. and <laughs> I say, yeah, one thing of note. Yeah, I call, I call him the bronze snitch. <laughs> yes, he snitched that they something about him in Adelaide with his old yeah. game plan. Brother, yeah. yeah. Apparently, they, they talked. So who was, yeah. who was teaming up on who? Yeah, yeah. what the matchups were apparently. Yeah, um, um, which you can imagine less popular. Um, yeah, but in fairness, it wasn't uh, the worst thing he did in his career either. No, in it's fairness, true. <laughs> Tex Walker's old man did that too. So you know, whatever. <laughs> um, went up to Sydney and, like you said, uh, the only thing I noted he did was buy cocaine, cocaine off a, <laughs> off a cop. Yep. <laughs> Not a smart move, lad. Cops cops in Sydney have got great cocaine. The the stupid thing is, you're in Sydney, mate. Like, If there's one place that's flush with cocaine more, it's probably in Columbia. (laughs) That's it. Just head out a bit west, champ. That's all you need to do. Uh, Oh, well. Um, And uh, uh, Brandon Jack. um, uh, Brandon Jack's coming, is he? Yep. Yep. Um, They also cut Alex Johnson, but then picked him up um, again. Which, to be honest, is just looking after their money because they paid for bloody five knee ops for him. Yeah, you, you want to get a game back. Yeah, he, he's running water, I think. Yeah, well, I think he played. He played in the reserves in about round twenty odd or yeah. something like that. And I think he kicked a goal, which is, is amazing, really. Actually, uh, he's a Jason McCartney type deal this year, though. Yeah, get a game out of him. That's all you're after. So you can get a burn. But um, do you reckon Tippett's going to continue in the NEFL? No. no. <laughs> do you reckon he'll get a game? 
In the NIFU, yes. In the NIFU, definitely get a game. <laughs> yes, 100%. I don't know what else he's going to do with his life, though. He doesn't seem like the smartest bloke. And he, he, he he's not welcome back in Adelaide. Not. No, he's definitely not welcome back in Adelaide. He's probably going to Gold Coast and uh, run an accountancy firm. I don't know. Well, I, I, I can't imagine uh, the <laughs> coaching... The, the patsy for a dodgy accountant firm. <laughs> I can't imagine the coaching jobs are lining up for him. He, he seems like... Who knows? Look, to be honest, at his best, he was a spectacular player. But that best was fraction of games. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever heard him talk. Either, now that I think about it. I don't see him going like men's netball or something. Is that a thing? Do we have a professional men's netball yes, league? Yes, actually, uh, on a funny note, I did meet the bloke who was apparently the Michael Jordan of men's netball back in like 2003. Oh, shit. There's uh, a backhanded compliment if there's ever the one. Well, I asked him, you know, why don't you play basketball? He lost, lost his shit. He's like, why the fuck does everyone play? I don't want to play basketball. I like playing netball. I'm like, well, no one gives a fuck, mate. A champion is stuck in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if you're the world's best netballer, who gives a fuck? Yeah. If you're a bloke. If you're yeah. a woman, you're probably admired in 12 you, countries. I say, if you're a woman, you probably make dozens of dollars. <laughs> the world's best netballer. Um, all right, let's have a look at their 2018 draw then. Uh, their double-ups, uh, West Coast, GWS, Geelong, North and Hawks. So, I mean, GWS and Geelong are obviously the hard two there. And the others, they should deal with. They yep. should stroll in. Yeah. They should stroll in, exactly. And Hawthorne, without Hodge, yeah, they'll stroll in. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what their sort of approach is as well. Like, are they going to be fired up to actually get those two wins back from Hawthorne, or is it going to be Hawthorne's just like kicking a uh, puppy? Well, they've. you know how the AFL likes to manufacture um, the draw rivalries. so that rivalries get double-ups? Yeah. And they've had a double-up against Hawthorne since the 2012 grand final. Yeah. I think this is the last year of the double-ups. Yeah, this one's done. So I think there might be two pumpings, and they'll go, you know what, we don't need to see that. Yeah, yeah, that's not good for our pocket. Yeah. Especially when Buddy Franklin's the one doing it. Well, actually, he's never really taken Hawthorne apart. Oh, he will. He, he might, will this season. You never know. <laughs> well, Gibbo's not there anymore. Um, mm. And uh, anyway. And let's um, be honest, Frawley can't keep up with him. No, but he can punch him in the back of the head. That's what Brian Lake used to do. Yeah. <laughs> Frawley might do that. You never know. <laughs> So um, the GWS one is going to be the interesting yeah, one. Yeah. Um, that's where your real rivalry is going to be. And I feel like Sydney are going through a point now where I think they've had like a pretty decent policy of getting some good youth players in there and not yeah. being wasteful in the, the young people they get in. Done well with their pickups. And, you know, all the talk about academies, whatever, the yeah. fact is the rules are there for them. They've used them. That's that's the end of it. Yeah, so know? I feel mm. it's going to be the chance to reset a proper rivalry with yeah. GWS where fans are going to sort of get it from the ground up. Well, Geelong's going to be the interesting one too because the um, Sydney are prided themselves on having the best on-paper midfield yeah. in the competition. Mm-hmm. It is second now. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. That and is the best midfield I've ever seen. Well, there seen. is a Brownlow differential. And on form, yeah. it's probably lower than that, I would argue. Well, there has been some off-field shit with a few of their midfielders They've last had injuries season. too. Yeah, and injuries as well. But I think if, if they're all healthy and they're all head in the game, geez, they're bloody dangerous. Yeah, of course they are. But they're not danger field and they're yeah. not Ablett. Yeah, and they're not Selwood. <laughs> um, three fucking stomping names yeah, to put in the midfield. When you put the best 10 midfielders, you know, these yeah. three are probably, they're not in the top five, I mean, they're damn close. Chuck in Sean Grigg, and that's next year's All-Australian <laughs> midfield. <laughs> um, all right, so who's going to have a big year for the Swans? I, I really want to say Heaney. Isaac Heaney. So yeah. he's year four now, I think? <laughs> yep, yeah, year four. Um and he's, I feel like he's gotten better every season, but he's still not, um, he hasn't broken through to be on par with the rest of the midfield, which to be fair, there's probably yeah, there's a massive know, 40 midfield. odd players yeah. in the comp that uh, 
are in the same boat, but uh, he seems like one of those players that has that superstar capability, but he's, he has not quite delivered yeah. Definitely a goal-kicking forward. Exactly. So he's he one that can, a little bit. Yeah, he can rest forward, and he's got a nice leap on him. Yeah. So this could be the year he goes from a, a B-plus to an A-plus. Yeah. I feel like he just needs that a uh, little bit more core strength to break tackles, because yeah. he, yeah, he seems to get tackled and wrapped pretty easily. We yeah. look at uh, guys like, you know, your Ablett Dangerfield, even... So would sense get free kick to get out of a tackle, yeah. but uh, trying to tackle Ablett in his prime, fucking impossible. He'd yep. just he'd shimmy shake and then just have such core strength yeah. that you'd have to be a guy of Mumford size to hold him. I think yeah. he just needs to sort of take a note from James Hurd as a player, yep. not as a coach, <laughs> uh, and just look at his sort of game. I think that's where he's going to be uh, at his best. But yeah. I, I think that just Sydney, keep your face at your teammate's foot. Yeah, Sydney are going to. Uh, this is the period where they're going to transition from that old guard of that yep. midfield and that old style of play, which has been very defensive minded, into a new era. And I think they've they've shown what the future is going to be. They've got some players like Heaney, got Callum Mills, and Jake Lloyd, who have already shown that that's what the future of the, they're yep. going to be. Um, you had uh, Sam Naismith. It's going to effectively be his third season or his third full season next year. I think yep. he debuted in two thousand fourteen. Didn't play fifteen. And so, yeah, this will be a, a full season for him. Kicks 23 goals. Yeah, especially when there's, a, a, you know, Tippett's out. Not that he yeah. played every game, yeah. but there's one more spot, you know, yeah. being yeah. a ruck or a forward. Yeah. 206 centimetres tall, can kick, kick straight, kick yeah. good goals. Um, so he's going to be a key, especially when Buddy, obviously, sometimes he gets manned up well. Uh, yeah. Very, very, uh, for the focus of any team's defence. And he'll push down the ground to chase ball. And that means when Naismith can push in there, yeah. and then you put Heaney in there as well. And the good thing when Buddy pushes down the ground is his field kicking is so yeah, accurate is. over 65. It's better than yeah. his goal kicking. And, and his vision as well is actually yeah. really good. Uh, he showed that a few times where he's coming towards goal and just pick out someone streaming right yeah. in front of goal. And I think he's, that's one thing that he didn't really get any credit for. Um, it reminds me of when Michael Jordan never got credit for passing. And yeah. then he became he's the probably, assist leader of... Although he's probably the best passer in the league, yeah. and nobody knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, but he's a, a lot better player than a lot of people gave him credit yeah. for. And also, as the as a youngster, I think that Will Haywood uh, played 17 games for his debut season yeah. as an 18 year old. Um, I think he adds to uh, adds to that team as a, a person who's already got a full season under his belt. Yeah, he's young, and he's got those people who are not going to be uh, they're not the, the leaders who have got that club where they are yep. but they're around his age group and they're the ones going to create that core well that's the, the good thing about Sydney is they've got superstars and you, yeah. I don't believe you can win a premiership without superstars yep. mm-hmm. but it's how bad is your uh, sorry how good is your bottom six players yeah. in, in your 22 and they guys like Hayward just lift that level pretty yeah. decent yep. um, but the, the big one for me was Papley um, yeah. mm-hmm. God damn, yeah. he can kick a goal. Yeah, uh, and you need that uh, <laughs> that hungry goal sneak up there. Yeah, um, and he he's liable to bop up um, for four goals, four goal games. You know, every couple of uh, a month or so. Yeah, I mean, um, I think they should get rid of Longmire already. But if yeah. they don't come out with a just full on attack minded yep. uh, game plan, then I think he has to go. I don't think you can put him past round five, round well, six. Beyond that, uh, give give us when he's going to get. Get it fired this season, Josh. No, I fuck that up every damn time. You're not going to fire. You haven't done one yet this this year, so <laughs> you've only got a couple of games no, left. He's going to last. Of, a couple of teams I think left. He's going to go all the way through. But yeah, I think shit. the the big danger for them is if he does play that sort of cautious defensive game, you've got a midfield of you know Kennedy, Lloyd, Parker, Hanabry, Heaney, uh, Mc, uh, Kieran, Jack. Those guys are going to start looking for options elsewhere. If they don't, like, if they're coming out of contract, which I'm pretty yeah. sure at least two, well, of, them two are, of them are, yeah, yeah, uh, there's going to be big money thrown at them. 
Yeah. North yeah. Melbourne's going to throw 10 Melbourne. million. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it's fair enough to say that you're going to be playing finals at Sydney, but uh, you're also going to be sitting back with 10 million in the bank. I think yeah. North Melbourne already set up an office in Sydney. Well, I mean, the other side of that, though, is obviously Tippett was on a good wage. Not yeah. as big a wage as when he got drafted, yeah. but there's money there now. Do you ever see him yeah. play Adelaide in Adelaide? Did that yeah, ever he, he did it once. Did it once? Yeah. I think just the once. Didn't do much. But no one cared about no. that point, did they? Oh, they tried to. Yeah. They tried to care. Yeah. Um, but Sydney won it, I think, so... Well, plus, yeah. he, he sat out the whole season and then, you know, whatever else. Half a season, yeah. Half a season, yeah. And by that time, everyone was kind of over it because Adelaide was doing okay. Yeah, I think he sat out that half a season and then he was always injured for like two years. Yeah. yeah. So he never went back to Adelaide. Yeah. He did eventually. Um, I put their other, their big improver this year will be uh, Callum Sinclair. Yeah. Um, he he won a game or two for him last year by mm-hmm. kicking, um, yeah. being a real focus up forward. You know, when you got Buddy down the ground and then you could put a six foot ten bloke in the goal square. Yeah. Um, he was very uh, competent with his kicking. So he's, uh, he's due for a big one this year because his spot is not in trouble anymore. And that's the thing is that they've got a, a, a team, especially their forward, forward half, that can really stretch a defense and yep. give them problems that um, they might not have the personnel to be able to match. That's where the, you know the uh, Papley comes up because you've got to worry about Buddy. You've yeah. got to worry about mm-hmm. the other tall one. Yep. And then Heaney's running around and then who, who goes to Papley? You know, Papley. You, you're down to the... Rampy sneaks in there and kicks goals. Yeah. Well, um... My player to watch, uh, Callum Mills. We talked about speed off the back line and everything yep. in uh, pretty much every podcast and how uh, how important it is. Mills is running at 80% disposal efficiency coming off the halfback. Yep. Um, he's, I, I think he's an underrated player. Um, I'm going to go the opposite. I go the exact opposite on, on Mills. I think he's overrated. Um, yeah. Because, the, and a few teams have started to figure him out a little bit. I've I, I got Geelong in my head for some reason. It yep. could have been them. But they figured out that he doesn't like a body on him. Right. He, he likes space, and he, he's very creative, and he's a very good kick. Um, but if he's getting hassled, and he's getting you know rubbed into the ground, and a couple of late tackles and all that kind of stuff, it really puts him off his uh, game. A bit like Rory yeah. Laird. Yeah. Mind you, <laughs> if you're a backman and you're getting tackled, it means you've got the ball. Yeah. Uh, and if, well. if you're a backman and you're getting tagged, it means the forward's out but of the game. It means somebody needs to look after him. They need an enforcer down back. And yeah. Heath Grundy is a great backman. He, sh- he was on my chopping list last year, and he had nearly the best season of his career. Yeah. Yep. But they don't have somebody to go look after him. You know, you need somebody like, um, remember Josh Hunt at Geelong? Yeah. If somebody was bumping up one of the young lads, he'd run over and go, no chance. That's not fucking yeah. happening. No chance. They need somebody like that down back. Well, who is your Sydney enforcer? Because <laughs> I look at the team list, and I see quality players, but I don't see the player that intimidates players. Buddy? Yeah, but even Buddy, like, He's a forward. He he's more likely to dive than he is to punch someone. He throws his weight around. Looks like yeah. we found a gig for earlier. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't that go great with all the rhetoric in the papers about the African gangs? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, just wait until they, do something. they draft Magic Door. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe these youth would come to watch games, and then Saturday nights would be pretty peaceful. That's it. There yeah. you are, clocking balls, fixing <laughs> social problems. Dan Andrews, <laughs> take social note. Problems well, that may or may not exist. That brings me to the chopping block for Sydney. Then who's in trouble? And I've got a Leary Leo, which is the obvious one because yeah. he. Well, he's fucked he, up. He fucked himself up last year. Yeah. Um, and other players stood up. Yeah. Um, but I still think there's a spot in the back line for him if he can get himself yeah. right. See, I've looked at it, and I, I just don't think they have anyone massively on the chopping block. I think if they if they have a really shit start, then Longmire's definitely on the chopping block. But also, if they have a shit start, then they're going to look at refreshing yeah. their, their older lists. And the, their refreshing is corporate... Speak would be restructuring. I think yeah. the fact they went zero six but still made finals sort of means a, a brilliant start isn't super required. They, yeah. They'd want it absolutely, 
But if they're zero and four, they're not going to get as nervous as they might have last year. You know year. exactly what they're yeah. going to do. They're going to say, yeah. we did this last year. We can yeah. do it again. Well, and look at Tom Brady. That, Tom Brady did it today. Uh, yeah. One in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I think that's what Sydney needs to do. They need Tom Brady is what we're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, if they are, you know, have a terrible start um, like that, um, they're going to start looking at, okay, who's 30? Grundy, you're 30. Yeah. McVeigh's 31. I yep. think Kieran Jack's getting there. Josh Kennedy's 31. Yep. Although, but uh, Josh Kennedy, you... The greatest move they made was making him captain. Yeah, um, yeah, because he's yeah. just he's such a strength. He's their enforcer, really, but he yeah. plays midfield one hundred percent. Um, I, I think a couple of the, like this is McVeigh's last run round. Um, yeah, but yep. he's 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 got his runs on the board. It doesn't matter for him. Well, that's for sure. I think McVeigh definitely um, was a far overachiever for what everyone expected yeah. of him. I thought he improved that throughout his whole career, and so yeah. So once that comes on the climb with the people that are nipping at his heels, it's going to be tough to keep that spot. So they finished sixth with 14 wins this year. Josh, where have you got them finishing in 2018? Uh, I've got them coming in at uh, six as well. I think there'll be a couple of drops that you don't expect just because they are a team that is maybe a little bit prone to injury. Yeah. Um, I think not having Tippett will give them a bit more of a, a stable team, which is going to be good for them. It's weird to say that, but it makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. you're always waiting on him to come back, which yeah. means the player who's in that position is worrying, you know, am I going to get dragged next week or whatever. Um, plus, you know, when he's in there, he's not often in there for the full four quarters because yeah. he's going to get injured or whatever. I, I think it's more stable now. Chase yep. the fire engines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, random ass shit. But um, mind you, six is no small deal when you look at some of the other teams. Um with a grain of salt, I got Port Adelaide finished from finishing first. That's a caveat yeah. from here. Now you've got to put money on it now, though, because you are the king of long odds. So I, I, like I do like a, ones of that. There the is nothing horse. better than a long, long odd win. Yeah, it's just hard to put money on Port Adelaide ever. You yeah, and I'm, Kim Kardashian both love a dark horse. <laughs> I think it's uh, a long. Uh, no. But uh, <laughs> I do see it being um, very tight at the top with uh, you know Geelong, Adelaide, Sydney, GWS, or Port. Yeah, Port, uh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking walking into that. Ma- massive, uh, massive off-season improvers. So, Brenton, where you got him finishing? I've got him, got him finishing the sixth. Uh, I, I agree with Josh that they could drop some games that maybe might be winnable, but I think that they're going to have to uh, give some exposure to some of their players that are going to be their next uh, uh, stalwarts of the club yeah. kind of thing. So they're going to have to have some uh, stars uh, experimenting almost like what Hawks did um, didn't work for them because it was a different list but mm. I feel like that same attitude is going to be what they yeah. need looking forward not just this season yep. so six but they can just turn that around and go back to the proper game plan in the finals and see what happens do you think that uh, Dew fucking off will save Longmire? certainly for one year hmm. um, yeah. uh, th- there's 0% chance Longmire gets sacked this year like, it I'd just say w- will not happen because who you got uh, Rodney Ede, though, is uh, apparently coaching some <laughs> regional team. Yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> here's a weird one. I've got, a fi- got them finishing third, but I think they'll actually go backwards in quality. Yeah. Yep. So I'd say they're going up the ladder because I, I think that draw is good for them. And yeah. I, I still think that they'll um, they'll win some games that they probably shouldn't have and yep. they'll hang on to some other games that are tight and that kind of stuff. And I think this is the transition year for them because they need to find those other stars. Because yep. you know, too many of their best players are in that 30 mark. Yeah. Um, buddy is Buddy. He's an outlier. It doesn't matter what he does. Kennedy's the same. But then like, Grundy had a year best year last year. Can he do it again? Yeah, yeah. And their depth is a worry because they've got to get those other players up. Yep. Um, and it comes into that midfield because I don't think Kieran Jack's the same player as he was. No. McVeigh's certainly not. Um, but he's playing you know across halfback. So I've actually got him going up on the ladder. But I think it won't be they won't be a premiership threat. Yep. Having said that, they've made the grand final in 12, 14, 16. 
So yeah, it's their turn. Know. Well, there's six midfielders that'll walk into most other teams. Yeah, easy. easy. Yep. All right, that'll do us for Sydney then. All right. Yeah. Peace. Good luck. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.